What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 83. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, this evening by Battlefield Update 9.00 something, also known as Mr. Travis. Travis, what's going on tonight? Oh, not much. It's just, you know, I was showing Battlefield how they could maybe title an update if they ever wanted to try one. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> if they ever decide to release an update. Yeah, but just, you know, might, might be something cool. It's really astounding how far the game has literally fallen off of a cliff, proverbial cliff. I mean... <laughs> yeah, and they have no communication. <laughs> they have no like, communication. Just, that's the easiest thing. They could even say, like, uh, we're, we don't really know. Like, they at least say something. I mean... Yeah. There's that. There's the fact that they don't have any player base right now. They don't have anybody playing the game. It's uh, it's very odd. It's rough. I was way wrong about that game, as we've talked about before. But uh, anyway, you know anything else or anything good? Anything else good? Do I know anything else? I mean, that's a. You know anything? Else? Do you know anything else, or is that the extent of your knowledge? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's about it. I only know about Battlefield updates. Good. Good. Well. I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm feeling a little gassy, like I told you. So I don't know if it's just gas or if I'm gonna have to take a break in the middle of this and go uh, make a stinky in the toilet upstairs. I don't know. I I had uh, margarita chicken for dinner, so a little basil pesto, basil pesto. It gets to me basil, sometimes. You basil. Know? What is basil? What are you British? I'm British. A little basil pesto. You know, it gets to me sometimes. That basil pesto. So I don't Was know. Was basil a villain on James Bond? On. Uh, Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. I did I did want to share with you, before we get into the, the salutations here and, and whatnot, the formalities, that I was told a story today by my boss, your former boss today, about an event that took place yesterday, which would be Thursday uh, of last week, if you're listening to the show. So, it is winter time here where, where we live, and... It's very cold in the morning. Vehicles uh, get frost overnight on them. So you have to go out and you have to start your car, let it warm up, get the frost off of it, whatnot. So another employee of our organization was doing just that on Thursday morning. Went outside, started his uh, work company car, started it up, was getting ready to take his child to school and then come to work. Went in, got ready, came back out. And the vehicle was not no longer in his driveway. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, obviously he re- he called the police and reported that it was gone, <laughs> that it had been taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, they found the vehicle. They located the vehicle in question, which was again a company vehicle, and it was had, it had been stolen by a fourteen year old young man, mm-hmm. and he was running from the police across town. In, in said vehicle, mind you, does not have a license to drive here in the States. So he's he's in a high-speed police chase, is my understanding, across town in a stolen vehicle. Mm-hmm. He ends up at the Walmart, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, you know, everybody knows what Walmart is, at least if you're American. <laughs> so he ends up at the Walmart. He gets in a crash. He crashes oh, the vehicle. God. He gets out. He runs inside the Walmart to flee the police. Oh, good, good, good move. Yes. And I don't know exactly if he crashed at the Walmart or if he crashed before that and then, you know, limped it into Walmart's parking lot. But he bailed. He grand the throttle to he bailed out. He ran inside the Walmart and they eventually apprehended him in the Walmart. So that kid ruined his life for a joyride 
on th- on a Thursday morning to go to Walmart for God knows what, and he stole he stole a vehicle. Is it totaled? I haven't heard that yet. I haven't heard that yet, but I would assume so. The just weird stuff happens around here. It, it really does. So that's incredible. Yeah, it is. Moral of the story is um, just wait till you get your license. It's nothing nothing you need that bad at Walmart, <laughs> especially on Thursday morning. Anyway, Travis, I, we are a PlayStation podcast, as far as we know, and you and I get together every week to discuss all things PlayStation, like news, rumors, new games, and much more, and we do it all in under 90 minutes. We post new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services around the world. We also post on YouTube, where we also share game streams and clips. I've been going crazy with that still lately, posting clips every couple of days or so. Um, more more so than clips, really. It's more like uh, full-blown gameplay videos, so uh, you're welcome. Uh, also, if you want to uh, find us on social media and talk with us, we're on all the usual suspects there as well, like Twitter, at the Pod, Facebook, Instagram, where I also share some virtual in-game photography if that interests you. And then we uh, finally here we have a blog. It is the DualSense Word. God, I do this every week, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> it is the DualSense podcast. I was about to say it's the DualSense Word Wordcast. <laughs> it's the DualSense Podcast. Dot WordPress. Dot Co. So find us wherever you like and engage with us. And one of my new favorite things to do on our Twitter handle, if, I don't know if you've noticed, is I like to I like to tweet about PlayStation in, 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 re, in response to these other foreign Twitter handles like French ones and Spanish ones. And I like to translate the tweet on my phone and then copy it in there and send it. And it's like, it's a really, it's typically a, a little bit of a rough translation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's close, but it's no cigar. Yeah, you know, those are the best ones. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's fun. So that's my thing I'm doing now. But uh, anyway, find us and talk with us if you so choose. Without further ado here, let's jump into the news, starting with Number one, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported this week that, according to his sources, the recently acquired Activision Blizzard is committed to releasing the next three Call of Duty titles on PlayStation. It appears this commitment is of the contractually obligated variety, Travis, with the three titles being 2022's Modern Warfare 2 from Infinity Ward, or Infinity Wars as I have there, a new entry from Black Ops developer Treyarch sometime in 2023, and Call of Duty Warzone 2 which is allegedly planned for a 2023 release as well. This lines up with what we already know, which is that PlayStation and Activision have a fruitful marketing agreement together, with PlayStation players receiving early access to content, free PlayStation Plus packs, and even timed exclusive game modes. Elsewhere, insider Tom Henderson reported that while info surrounding Warzone 2 is confusing at the moment, it appears to be for current-gen, meaning PlayStation 5 and PC only, with no past weapon integrations, and so on, and what will be a clean break, fresh start for the new generation of hardware for Warzone. So, any thoughts on this here? Yeah, this kind of confirms our speculation last week. You know, we we figured we figured it would make sense that they would at least honor the contract. You know, yeah, you, PlayStation will get these games through the contract, or at least the life of the contract. So, I think after. The, after 2023 it gets really hazy probably after those what are you going to call it these next three games two games yeah I'm not sure what that means um like like you said last week i think the sell numbers will be hard for them to say no to i mean it's just imagine if you have 
you have people that you're responsible to to explain your business decisions and to me it would be hard to just ignore a market share like that just to cut it off there would there would need to be a way for you to prove that you're making that money elsewhere Mm. but then again you know if microsoft is a gigantic company so maybe they just don't care maybe it's more important to them to try to shove it in playstation's face if that's the case then anything's on the table when this contract ends between playstation and, and activision so that's something to consider um you know i think i think best case scenario for playstation fans is we lose all the exclusivity we get right now mm-hmm. as a partner we only get the game and all those exclusivity things that move over to pc and, and or xbox yeah different skins different packs different whatever else you want to call them uh game modes first looks etc 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 maybe even you know you can get it on xbox a week early something something like that maybe uh, or yeah. game pass a week early it would, be, would be my guess but Hey, we got at least three years. Um, I, I can't tell you, though, if these next three games don't sell well on PlayStation, that they won't be there anymore. Mm. But I don't think that'll be an issue because it, yeah. it never really is. Yeah. Um, and, and as for the second part with Warzone 2, it is very confusing. You sent a nice flowchart earlier, which uh, makes, <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I do. One thing I do like is that it is a clean break from, you know, a new a new start for the new hardware i like that mm-hmm. i think that's something they needed to do with this again i'm warzone 2 is not so that i'm going to be into anyway um again i think and i think part of it too is like i think we've made this this argument before if if we had all day to play games right it probably would be a game mode that we'd be okay with but you know when mm-hmm. i have two hours an hour and a half at night i, I don't really want to spend 45 minutes of it to come in third <laughs> like yeah yeah i just I just don't have time for that. I'd rather play a single player story game or a game online with some, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, something with some substance that I can get something out of that, that 90, 90 minutes or so. So right. um, anyway, yeah, uh, hopefully this Warzone stuff two stuff will get a little bit more clear over the next few weeks. It shouldn't be this confusing. And like, you know, like we've said before, if you, if you can't explain something, you don't really understand it. So if they're yeah. having a hard time explaining this as a marketing team, then do they understand the game mode as a developer? So, you know, that would be a, a fair question to ask, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 we should also point out that this is obviously rumor at this point. You know, Activision hasn't come out and said anything, although Tom is always pretty spot on with, you know, what he hears, especially about Call of Duty, because, you know, that's where he kind of has his most inroads or biggest inroads, I should say. So if he's hearing that, it's most it's probably pretty close. So, but again, this is just Tom. This isn't Activision. But if he's having to use a flowchart to help explain to us what it looks like, mm. that's a little convoluted. So, but you know, maybe they can. They've got time. They've got until next year, so they can hopefully clean that up. I'll work backwards here. I actually would give Warzone Two a shot. I think um, if it's going to be a clean break, if it's going to be next gen only. And if it's going to be Infinity Ward that's doing it, and they're basing it off Modern Warfare 2. So all of those things combined would make me give it a shot. Now, would I stick around? Probably not. But yeah, I gave the original Warzone a try when it came out, so I'll give it a fair shake. But we'll see what it actually becomes. We'll probably, we probably won't hear anything about it until next year. But mm-hmm. in terms of the games, the Call of Duty games coming to PlayStation, it's... It's not really a surprise because this is more of the what I would call the the immediate to the intermediate future. It's, and this is not long term, like you were saying. In the long term, these games are as good as gone. You know, when like you said, when the contracts are up, 
we won't have these anymore on PlayStation. Um, that's just the nature of the, of the business. I don't see how that happens unless there's some type of way where Game Pass ends up on PlayStation consoles, perhaps in some form. I don't know. So I think it checks out. The it's just the reality of it. Um, it's something that we have to prepare for. I I'm honestly shocked that we're going to get one past this year. But at the same time, the deal doesn't close until I think the first half of 2023. So I think that they are just too far down the road and that deal is too far out from being closed to call an audible and do anything different at this point mm-hmm. in, in combination with Sony having obviously this marketing agreement in place with them to, to go ahead and bring those. So I don't know, maybe if that agreement didn't exist, maybe it's hard to say, who knows, maybe Activision would be like, or Microsoft at this point. But like, yep, yeah, we're done. No, no more uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation, but, you know, we'll see. Number two, Electronic Arts announced that three new games set in the Star Wars universe are in development at Respawn Entertainment. The sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was confirmed to be in development and directed once again by God of War alumni Stig Asmussen. Asmussen. Asmuncher. Asman. <laughs> Asman. Stig Asmussen. I'm going with that. Respawn is also working on a new first-person shooter Star Wars game that is being directed by Peter Hirschman, who is the executive producer on the original Star Wars Battlefront games and also the former vice president of development at LucasArts. And finally, Respawn is also acting as producers on a new Star Wars strategy game that is in development at the newly founded studio Bitreactor, which is uh, comprised of former veterans of XCOM and Civilization developer Firaxis. If you'll recall, EA and Disney's Star Wars exclusivity deal expires in 2023, with other developers such as Quantic Dream and Ubisoft already having announced their own Star Wars games that are in development. To that effect, GamesBeat's Jeff Grubb reported that his sources claim that, quote-unquote, EA is done with Star Wars once these three titles are complete. What do you think? You know what's interesting about these EA Star Wars games to me is it, it always feels like they're the same, and... Not that mm-hmm. they're like the same game, but I mean like the same quality. Seems like they're consistently like a seven out of ten. And <laughs> yeah, you know, there's it, it's one of those game series that I feel like if you're into it, um, you're really into it. And if if one of the games really hits for you, it really hits for you. It's almost like they're designed that way. It's, it's kind of strange. That being said, to to roll out with three <laughs> just seems like a lot of of one thing. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That feels like a lot. I know a lot of people are excited about the Fallen Order, so that that'll be interesting. Like you know, it it, it you know Stig is is a is we have some good blood there directing it, so you can't really complain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first person shooter does sound interesting. the The Battlefront games I didn't think were bad at all. Um, thought they were interesting, but they just didn't um have a lot of legs for me. But I thought they were nice. Yeah. So that could be cool. I mean, that's something I'd be interested in checking out. Again, the thing about Star Wars games is like if you're into the lore and love the movies, I think it really adds so much to those games. And it almost feels like not that the games rely on that too much, but they they consider that as a part of the formula uh, of what will make that game a success. And I kind of wonder if if once EA's done with these, if Ubisoft or the Quantic Dream game, if, if they'll kind of focus more on making a really good game. And it being in the Star Wars world is um, almost like a secondary part of it. I feel like these games need a kind of a, a different take on it, kind of like how you know there's 
the sixties Batman and then there's the Christopher mm. Nolan Batman, right? Yeah. Like it's a good point. It, it would be okay to give it a little bit of a different like a new breath kind of. So sure. I feel like these these three games that we're gonna get are gonna be in that same vein. They're gonna be solid, they're gonna hit the market like they always do, and they're gonna sell well, but they're not really gonna be memorable games per se. Hopefully, you know, when we get this new blood in, they will be because I think that there could be some really cool stuff done with these games. I'm just not sure EA is the vessel. The thing about these 10-year licensing agreements for these big major tentpole IPs like Spider-Man, like Star Wars, et cetera, Marvel, whatever, is that when publishers like EA make these deals, they then have to go back and say, all right, X studio, give us your pitch for a Star Wars game. And, you know, they might say, well, we don't, we don't have a pitch for a Star Wars game. Like, we don't want to make one. That's cool. Give me your pitch for a Star Wars game. Because <laughs> they've yeah. told Disney that they're going to make, you know, 10 Star Wars games in 10 years or whatever the hell. So um, not that any of them have been particularly bad or anything, but I just feel like we're oversaturated with licensed games at the moment. And right. Sony's a part of that. <clears throat> yeah, Sony's a part of that too. We've got, We've got two Spider-Man games. We're going to have a third one. We're going to have Wolverine, so on and so forth. Square Enix did Marvel's Avengers. Like, we just got, we've got a lot. So, I don't know. You know, Star Wars is an IP that never has really spoken to me anyway, necessarily, outside of, like, the original movies. In terms of the three games that they announced, um, this won't surprise you, but the strategy game is the one that intrigues me the most. Uh (laughs) So, that's the, that's probably the only one that I'll keep my eye on. Um, that could be cool. We'll see. Number three, if you thought we were done with Blue Box Game Studios, well, think again, Travis. The latest and greatest conspiracy centers on a quote-unquote hidden audio log found embedded on the studio's website. According to website PlayStation Lifestyle, the audio file features a machine-generated voice speaking in Japanese, which states that Blue Box Game Studios is an AI simulation project. The recording is nearly two minutes long and goes on to describe how the abandoned game demo was created by a, quote, AI simulation group, and that, quote-unquote, Project Blue Box is an experiment with AI-generated video games. The recording says that, unfortunately, the project, codenamed Zero Cell, has malfunctioned in the first phase. And finally, the audio log says that after months of sorting through millions of questions from people across the world, that Zero Cell is now the strongest AI the company has ever created. And there you have the latest oddity in the Blue Box Game Studio saga, which seems more like a scam with each news story. Do you have any <laughs> any thoughts on this? Yeah, I feel like that just the story is is what this is. It's just yeah. you know, it's it's some sort of live action game that that isn't the thing that's happening. Yeah, I actually listened to a podcast with an AI expert because you know uh, I've sent you guys videos of like the little human AI looking things that talk. Mm-hmm. And it's like super, super uncanny valley. Yeah. Uh, which brings up that another question. If things that look human but aren't human freak us out, that means that it we biologically evolved that way for a reason. Yeah. Which makes you wonder why. But anyway, <laughs> hmm. one of the things that, that got talked about was it's incredibly hard for machines to self-learn. So okay. like, for example, like there's the, the game that they were playing that, is a super difficult game and the computer finally learned how to beat humans at it. And nobody everybody was like, Oh my God, AI finally beat us at whatever this game was. It's like a Chinese game. That's more difficult than chess or whatever. Okay. But the thing is, is like, AI can't understand 
like why a thing can sit on a table and not fall through it. Mm. So the idea that an AI could generate a game when it we can't even get AI to understand physics, um, I'm not really sure how that works. Sure. Um, I feel like if AI made a game, it would just be super trippy because it would be all over the place. Cause like if you look at a lot of AI generated stuff now, that's like art or um, even like like sentences or stuff like that. That they where they like let AI learn books and stuff. But like it's just nonsensical. Right. So what we've seen from this seems to be mildly put together. So I, I don't really. It's it seems like a lot to me. Uh, kind of a big jump there, but the fact that it failed sounds exactly like AI generated things. So yeah. Um, yes, interesting, but again, I think it's just a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. It's to the point where obviously it's annoying. I think everybody generally is annoyed. Most people are annoyed with this, but I have a few thoughts about this. I guess, first of all, this is a very Kojima thing to do, (laughs) to have this weird audio log saying all this weird shit and like project zero cell and blue box, whatever that all sounds like stuff. He puts into the lore of his video games. I will say that, but that's also at the same time, not hard for somebody to mimic or to make up something that sell sounds like Kojima. Let's say that let's assume that they're really a small indie studio in Sweden or wherever the hell they claim to be. You know, that's not hard to mimic, you know, especially if you're a fan of him and his games. So there's that. Also, it just seems kind of clumsy and sloppy. I don't know, because obviously it's not really hidden. It's there. Somebody found it. The other thing is that it it's just hard to trust these guys at this point, because everything uh, that they've tried to do or say has just been, you know, it's been delayed or it hasn't worked or there's all this buildup and then nothing happens. So there is that. However, with all that said, it still is so odd to me, so odd, that with everything I just said, to the point of what we've talked about on this show before, they still have some type of relationship with Sony because they're still getting updates on my news feed on PlayStation 5, you know, as news stories when things are about to happen or they're about, you know, whatever, like the last one I think is... They announced like uh, whatever the when the playable demo was supposed to be coming out, there was a thing on there. So th- there's some sort of relationship there, and it still seems so far fetched that Sony or PlayStation knows nothing about this and these guys, and they again have done nothing noteworthy, and yet here we are. So I don't know either. Again, either there's something to this, or these guys literally have just fooled everybody and really not so much anymore because everybody's kind of fed up like i said but it just doesn't add up still again it is very kojima like or all this weird shit that it that it says and claims and you know i don't know number four ufl the upcoming free-to-play unreal engine 5 developed soccer or football game depending on where you are in the world released its first details this week including a brief look at gameplay in an 18-minute youtube video as well as video shared on IGN. UK developer Strikers Inc. says that the game is launching this year on both PS4 and PS5, and they're aiming to shake up the status quo led by EA's FIFA series, according to CEO Eugene Nashalov, who said, quote, We at Strikers Inc. have great respect for everything that has been done over the years in football video gaming, but at the same time, we feel the community has been longing for a change. 
Our goal at UFL is to create a game that is immune to the issues that are blocking the genre's progress, end quote. Nashalov also revealed that they have signed five player ambassadors, Cristiano Ronaldo, Alexander Zinchenko, Romelu Lukaku, Roberto Firmino, and Kevin De Bruyne. How do you say that guy's last name? De Bruyne? De Bruyne? De Bruyne. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. Sure. Kevin De Bruyne. UFL also has several partnerships with real-life clubs in place, including West Ham United from the English Premier League, AS Monaco from the French Liga, and Celtic from the Scottish Premiership, among others. What do you think? AS Monaco. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's start at the beginning, I guess. Uh, the fact that it's free-to-play is interesting, and I think mm-hmm. that they're, they might be on a better path than, than what we saw from eFootball. Mm-hmm. You know, Pez, Pez took a header off the fucking top rope and just, and just ruined that series. They basically killed themselves. So no pun UFL intended. seems to be stepping into the void. The gameplay footage looks, looks pretty good. The Unreal Engine 5 looks nice. I don't really see a lot of issues there. One of the biggest green flags for me is the fact that before we even heard about this or saw an announcement, they already had gameplay footage. They already have uh, players, like legitimate world-class level players that are signed on as ambassadors. They have some partnerships with some real teams. If you watch the video, the trailers that are out, you can see that it looks like, it seems like there's a pretty diverse custom team builder set that looks like it's a lot better than FIFA's. So yeah, you know, it, it looks the part. It mm-hmm. seems like they've got some good backing. So that's exciting. You know, if you're familiar with the NFL, you kind of, you know, FIFA is like the NFL. Is this, is this going to be an arena football or is this going to be like a USL that actually challenges the NFL and makes them pay attention? So I think for the sake of people who like sports games and like to play football, soccer games, um, you know, we need UFL to be good. We need it to challenge them. Agreed. You know, as for what, what can strikers do that, will make this type of game grow that's kind of going away from what is quote-unquote blocking the genre's progress what is that i'm not sure because a lot of people say the issue is there's a really like fifa doesn't the only thing they care about is you playing foot and buying stuff right okay okay that, fine that, yeah that kind of looks like this game too yeah and this this has a bit of a feel to that because it's like talking about online play yeah okay cool well for playing online but then it also talks about like you know moving up in leagues and getting right better players wanting to come play for you. So what does that mean? Does that mean I could play online with my friends and there's a, the rest of it CPU automated and we could all start out in the championship league? Is that what that means? I don't know. Right. So there's a lot of questions there that still aren't answered, obviously. But like, I guess my biggest question is, what are they going to do? And what are these issues that are blocking the progress? Like, mm. you know, FIFA's biggest issue, and it's an issue that EA has as a company, is they just don't listen to their fans. Yeah, like, they're too big. Yeah, the only feedback they take is like where money goes. That's where they pay attention. Other than that, you know, it's it is what it is. Like it took them six months to fix uh, players not having numbers on their jerseys and having skinny arms for no reason. So yeah. there's that. You know, is it repetitive gameplay that doesn't change every year? Okay, you know, that could be something they could fix. So yeah, lack of depth on dynasties or whatever you want to call it, uh, career modes. Sure. So. There's some little things I could see, but like it feels like they have a legitimate course of action on legitimate issues they want to fix, but we haven't seen them yet. So I'm interested to see what those are. But at the initial stages, 
this seems like it's in a very good place. It's definitely a really good first step. Yeah, it it shows a lot of promise, right? Like what we've seen, what we've heard so far looks and sounds very promising. And that's, I mean, that's all you can ask for at this point. It, I think there's a lot of opportunity. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned it already with Pez, you know, they were a free to play game. If they would have launched it in a, in a better state, they could, you know, they could be maybe cutting into some of that share of the pie that FIFA has. And, even with all that, if you remember back when that in the month of that that it that it launched that it came out, it was still number one or number two on the most downloaded games list on PlayStation. So <laughs> there's definitely a an appetite for a game like this, a free to play sports game, a free to play soccer game. There's definitely that appetite. I think that proved that. We obviously know that FIFA is one of the best selling games in the world annually. They sell over 20 million copies. There's a lot of market share there to be had and. I think that if they can put their heads down and nail this, that they have a good chance to to do something. And the fact that it's on Unreal Engine, I think, is promising because I think that's a good engine. Um, we've seen some of the demos that uh, Unreal Engine 5 has put out, and it's incredible. Not only that, but it's scalable. So if they keep doing this for a long time, they can make improvements relatively easy to it in terms of graphics and, and whatnot. So it, it shouldn't you know, get dated and that sort of thing. To your point, though, I think that it, there's still a lot of question marks. You know, there's obviously going to be some type of monetization to this. There mm-hmm. will be microtransactions. It's a free-to-play title. Are we going to have to buy individual players? Are we going to have to buy mm-hmm. each team that we want to play with? All of that seems like it's on the table for certain. The other thing that I think is interesting is that actually I don't think it's a bad thing is are we are whatever their roster is, are they going to just do like an annual pass and they just update the roster of players and teams each year or they just add more to it? And It feels like that, right? <clears throat> yeah, maybe you just pay $30 every year for the 2023, you know, annual pass or whatever. And whatever they add to the game, you get it, that sort of thing. Again, we're, this is somewhat uncharted territory for a free-to-play sports game. Pez hasn't been the, the greatest example, so these guys have a lot of opportunity to be really the tip of the spear and and to do it the right way. And if they can do that, I think there's something there. And I'm excited about it for a lot of the reasons you said. Like, are we going to be able to have a league with me, you, and the guys, you know, like kind of like NCAA football and, you know, play it over time. And I don't know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, possibilities there. And that's exciting. So. Time will tell. It's they said they're going to release it this year. My guess is fall around when FIFA uh, comes out, maybe even later than that. So hopefully they can hit the mark. Number five, Sony announced the lineup of February PlayStation Plus titles this week. PS5 players can enjoy Roller Coaster Theme Park Management Game Planet Coaster, while PlayStation Four players get MMA uh, game UFC four and a Borderlands spinoff, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a Wonderland's one shot adventure, which is the original spinoff and inspiration for the upcoming game, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. What do you think about the lineup? Um, a lot of people said it's weak. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, the roller coaster it, that's exciting for me. Like that'll be cool. I'll download that. I'll try it out. Absolutely. I think, I think that that's playing a coaster is like the obviously the headliner there um i think ufc will get a surprising amount of downloads mm-hmm. when we can kind of look at it maybe in, in a few months to see kind of what that number looks like but yeah roller 
uh, Planet Coaster is really cool. I keep wanting to call it Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> yeah, I saw what and, you almost did there. And uh, but no, that one's cool. I think I think that game has some like real depth to it. Um, and it's it's a game you can get lost in. So I'm 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 interested to try it out. Yeah, it's definitely the headliner. Definitely worth playing, worth trying out. Um, very good game, fantastic game. It's it's very well done, and it is a great spiritual successor to a series like Roller Coaster Tycoon. So if you have any affection for the tycoon games or management games in general like yours truly here that is definitely a game to check out but overall it is a weaker month i won't say it's a poor month but it is a weaker month than what we've been getting but it's obviously very calculated we're in the month where we're going to get we're going to get uh, horizon forbidden west we're going to get elden ring at the end of the month we're going to get sifu we're about to get dying light right so it's 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 a stacked month so if you're Sony, you don't go out and spend as much money probably on this month of PlayStation Plus when you have games like that coming out. So it's all strategic in my opinion. But uh, definitely try Planet Coaster um, and claim all of them regardless because you may change your mind one day. Number six, we also have a bunch of news nuggets here as well, Travis. First nugget, Horizon Forbidden West went gold this week and developer Guerrilla Games shared footage of the game running on PlayStation 4 Pro. Likewise, website IGN went hands-on for a preview, which they shared an hour of footage from, if you're interested. Sony also shared a new Gran Turismo 7 trailer this week as well. I'm uh, going dark on Horizon, so can't really speak to that. All of it looked terrible. <laughs> oh, okay, buddy. Yeah. Listen, Horizon, I, I did... Horizon was pixelated. It was like a bunch of squares. <laughs> and then... Oh wow, that's what I heard about Gran Turismo Seven too. Yeah, it was it was they put the trailer out with the with the controller. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. Like, it's gonna be cool on on the controller. I understand that, but it's really hard to. That's the thing about the dual sense. Like we talked in PSVR, if you don't have it in your hand or on your head, like this you can't. Sense. Yeah, like I don't know. I understand you have to market that, but like, there's no way that that's getting through to who you're trying to market to like oh you hold the controller and the, and the triggers fight back like okay <laughs> next nugget activision blizzard announced that they are working on an action survival game based on a brand new ip for both pc and consoles although it is unclear if the game will ever step foot on playstation consoles as it is the first activision blizzard game to be revealed since the microsoft activision was announced or microsoft acquisition <laughs> was announced <laughs> So uh, this sounds interesting, but may never get to play it. Website gamesindustry.biz reported that a group of former Activision Blizzard, Ubisoft, and Sega employees have teamed up to found a new game publisher and developer called New Tales. The new developer is located in Paris, France, and is led by President and CEO Cedric Marichal, who previously worked as International Senior Vice President of Activision Blizzard. This is usually I don't find this stuff very interesting about uh-huh. new publishers but I, I do find this one a little bit interesting just because of where they've gotten all this talent and, yeah it's a you know, mishmash we, you know yeah exactly and a different studios known for different types of things so th- mm-hmm. that is interesting to me but like you know it was cedric at activision when they had all the sexual harassment stuff going on did they make a new company just so they could fuck people like you know that <laughs> which road are we going down yeah it's uh, Tales, by the way, is T-A-L-E-S, not T-A-I-L-S. So oh, that see, that would have been a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, the other spelling would have been a dead giveaway. Yeah. New Tales to molest. It's our new studio. <laughs> Sign here, Bobby. We'll take care of you. Next nugget, 
Chinese company NetEase, communist, announced a new development studio from veteran Yakuza series producer and executive director Toshihiro Nagoshi. The studio will be aptly named Nagoshi Studio and includes eight other staff members from Sega's Ryuga Goroku Studio. Everybody's working for communists these days. Farming Simulator 22 has crossed 3 million copies sold worldwide. Very impressive. Epic Games announced it is opening a studio in Poland that will focus on developing quote-unquote new standalone experiences. 35 U.S. states have filed an antitrust case against Apple in support of Epic Games and their lawsuit against Apple's App Store policies. This is interesting because, like, mm-hmm. you know how we always learn about in school, monopolies are illegal, right? Right. And then the media is owned by five companies and something like <laughs> Apple exists. And then you'll see these lawsuits that are basically monopoly antitrust cases, what they are, yeah. and they'll lose them. And it's almost like they let them lose these cases that don't mean anything. Almost mm-hmm. as a way of saying, like, see, you're governing it, but like, they're really not. Right. I feel like this is a perfect example of that. They'll do something silly and then people forget about it. And then in 10 years, there'll be another type of lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, we tried. Oh, what are you yeah. going to do? What are you going to do? Fuck it. Next nugget Sega or Sega or Sega officially pulled out of the arcade business, Travis, after 50 years as it sold the remainder of its existing inventory and shares to rival Ginda Incorporated who operates arcades in Japan under their Gigo brand, or Gigo, however you say that. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that the upcoming hardcore action RPG Elden Ring has gone gold, and developer From Software says it can be completed in around 30 hours. Destruction All-Stars received a major update this week that seems to have altered the game in significant ways and for the better. Also, during a planned server downtime to implement the update, Reddit users discovered code references to free-to-play in-game challenges, which is likely the next step for the poorly received PS5 game. I'll have uh, some more to say about this later, but what are your thoughts here? you have something to say? Yeah, I mean, well, critically, that's not the right word. Online, Mm -hmm. there seems to be a lot of positivity about it, and I saw some even on Reddit today, which is interesting. Usually Reddit just crushes this game, so that was interesting. Right. But no, from the gameplay I've seen, it it, it looks smoother in a way. And mm-hmm. people, from what I've read, they say the the controller is so much different. Like, like it was like it, I already thought it was cool anyway when the game first came out. But the level it's at now apparently is even better. So, yeah, it seems like something that uh, needs to be revisited for sure. I'll go ahead and talk about it now since it's pertinent here. Obviously, I saw the stuff that you saw online as well. The first thing that I saw was an article from Push Square that said the they updated Destruction All Stars and it's good. And it said like the subtitle said like for real. <laughs> so uh <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. So I went and downloaded it and I played a few matches yesterday, and I can say that it is definitely vastly improved. I don't I, I don't know what all they they've done to it. I can't say for certain. I don't know if I'm just remembering it in a better light. Um, but it definitely feels and plays a lot better. The cars feel like they move better. Like you said, things feel better on the controller. I feel like the cars are more agile. Like I actually, I don't know. It just, yeah, it feels, uh, whatever they've done to tweak it, it feels good. I also think that they've somehow made the maps, the arenas a little bit smaller. So you don't have these big lulls where you're going between like trying to find somebody to ram into as much. Um, which I think is a big change. It's it's almost it's what Battlefield twenty forty two needs to do, and I think it would change a lot of that game as well. Mm-hmm. So they've they've made these under the hood changes, and then 
Uh, one of the other things I think is small but satisfying is now when you hit cars, like these like animated shit pops off the cars, like the damage numbers come out of the, Yeah. Well, no, it's like, I'm, I'm going to say fireworks, but it's, it's like, it's almost like the Batman, like it's not wham and you know, pow or nothing like that, but there's like shit that comes off the cars. Uh, that, like arcade fun. Yeah. And then it shows numbers of damage where before you didn't really know how much damage you did to somebody without looking at their health bar. Well now, like if I ram somebody, it'll say 65 damage or whatever. So like, you know, like what you're doing, mm-hmm. just better recognition. And then, uh, the other thing I noticed, which I don't remember this, I'm sure it did, but like my car actually like falls apart and shit like instead of just getting like dented in and shit like my wheels were flying off and like uh, then i would if i lost a wheel it would spark the whole way that i was driving after that because i was on the <laughs> rim you know like i don't know it definitely plays and feels a lot better to me i enjoyed it um it did take me a minute and a half to get into a match but after that and subsequent matches that i played i was it was pretty quick um i don't know man they've done something to it and it definitely plays better in my opinion. Um, I think I played one of the new game modes that was like a free for all mode. I don't remember playing that before. Anyway, yeah, I've, if if it interested you before, uh, it's definitely worth checking out this time around. Uh, it is forty gigabytes, so be aware of that. I guess hats off to them for sticking with it, and I think free to play would be a smart move um, for the game. Next nugget, Uncharted developer Naughty Dog won't rule out making more games in the series as Lost Legacy game director Kurt Marginot told website GamesRadar, quote, I think we can say for certain that we can never say never, end quote. <laughs> so uh, it. it sounds like they're going to make another one. He sounds like he's a big James Bond fan, too. <laughs> yeah. Also, developer Crytek officially announced that a fourth Crisis game is currently in the early stages of development. So we'll get to ask the question very soon. Well, not very soon, but soon if can PS5 run Crisis 4. Also, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the definitive edition, appears to be headed to the PlayStation Now service as several PlayStation owners claim to have seen advertisements on the console stating that the game will be available until May the 2nd, meaning that it is likely being added for the February update. Does it service. work now? Is that, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, Strauss Zelnick said that it was just a glitch. No big deal, guys. Nothing to see here. So, whatever. I hope he's right, but I just, it's, why is it so hard to believe people anymore? Is it just because of the media now? Or like, what is it? It's all of it. It's just media and it's just corporations. Like, corporate trust, trust in the media is just like at an all time low, in my opinion. Next nugget Death Stranding Director's Cut was confirmed to release on PC on March 30th. Ubisoft Montreal announced that their free-to-play battle royale game Hyperscape, which Hyperscape, I did it again. If you'll remember, Travis, I said is dog shit, mm-hmm. will shut down on April 28th. What do you know, guys? Less than two years after its launch. Hate to say it. Told you so. Watch Dogs Legion will not receive any further updates as Ubisoft confirmed title update 5.6 was the last of its kind although the game's online mode will still receive its planned fifth season of content this year. Chrono Cross composer Yasunori Mitsuda plans to reveal his next project within the next month, he claims, this following previous rumors that the game will be getting a remake of some sort, as well as Chrono Cross Remake being listed in the now infamous NVIDIA database leak back in the fall, so that's coming. It's probably PlayStation exclusive, potentially. 
Tom Henderson claims that Electronic Arts is considering making some of Battlefield 2042's portal mode free to play in an effort to revitalize the player base. I mean, the money isn't the problem, guys. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, that's a great point. Honestly, that that's the best point you can make about that. That's not the issue. Also, in a pecu- peculiar bit of news, I should say, PS4 trophies disappeared overnight this week, having been replaced by a PS3 logo and a 0% completion rate in some trophy lists. The technical issue has since been addressed, but has added further fuel to the fire that some sort of backwards compatibility functionality is imminent on PS5. That feels like there might be some smoke there. I hadn't considered that. Mm, I agree. It's very curious indeed, and we have... We have something else to say about that here in just a minute. We'll talk. But best best case scenario, it's just a dude in his basement who thought it was funny. <laughs> right. It, it, yeah, it could just be a glitch, but we'll see. We'll talk about it here in a, some more in a second. Also, in, uh, whoa, yeah. In uh, Warner Media's recent quarterly financial results, CEO Jason Kilar claimed that both Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy are still releasing this year, meaning 2022. Don't know about that. Website Push Square reported that Sony has updated the fine print for the monthly PlayStation Plus games. It now reads that the offer titles are, quote, available this month at no extra cost, end quote. When it previously read, for a long time, I might add, quote, for PlayStation Plus members, end quote. While admittedly not a huge change, it has added fuel to the rumor mill that Sony is set to announce Project Spartacus imminently. So combine that with the trophy glitch. Do you, you take anything away from that? It seems like there's two very big flags there. I definitely think mm-hmm. that the changing of the verbiage is the biggest sign. Mm-hmm. What's, what's interesting to me is like, if I'm releasing something, I want to put everything out at once. And it seems like we've talked about this before, like when shit just pops up in like Bermuda game reporter or whatever, like <laughs> it's always like this, like they'll just change the verbiage on a, on a thing. They'll take the cards out of the store. It's like, why can't you just yeah make it an out? Like, I don't understand. It's just, I don't get it at all. Yeah. It just seems like it's not under control and it bothers me. No, I get that. It's like all these little tendrils that are getting out of line. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's right. it's just like they've got this net around everything and then all of a sudden there's a hole in the net. This little thing leaks out. And let me say this. That is such a minute bit of language in the fine print that is really inconsequential if nothing is going to change that if if nothing was changing with the service, then why would you change that verbiage? Right. It feels very lawyery. Yes. Why would you change that language if it meant if there was nothing about to happen or yeah. nothing about to change? Because there's no reason to. And they have to know that people notice everything. Yeah. This isn't the early nineties where you could accidentally release half of a, a Mario game <laughs> and nobody would notice. Like you can't yeah. even change two words on a thing. If you change sure. a stripe of color on a on a game art people are already talking about is it some subliminal message so mm. you know, yeah gotta, i don't know i just feel like they're not all maybe it's really hard to be on top of all your shit like that when you're just such a big company a big entity that's fair that is fair but you know there's again there's no reason it's just a word salad if, if it me if there's nothing happening my point in other words if there was nothing about to happen it's just word salad like you're just moving parts or pieces around on the board and it wouldn't make sense to even them why bother why would they yeah. waste their time on it so a lot of effort for just to move words around right next nugget nether realm studios senior pro- production manager excuse me jonathan anderson sounds like he's a matrix character seemed to confirm the development 
<laughs> John in- there you- John Anderson. He makes <laughs> he makes uh, Mortal Kombat now. Anyway, John, our friend John, seemed to confirm the development of Mortal Kombat 12 in a staged Twitter photo this week. So be excited for that, I guess. Apex Legends will reward players with three character unlocks for simply logging in once the game's new season launches on February the 8th. Players can unlock Octane, Watson, and Valkyrie Valkyrie during a three-week stretch. Sniper Elite 5 will include a Deathloop-style twist where a player-controlled enemy sniper can invade your game to put an end to your Nazi killing spree, Travis. I really enjoy this. Also, I'll turn it off. I knew <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew both things would be true about you. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I like it, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I get I'm, it. I'm just rocking and rolling and getting my head blown off by some dude in, in Albuquerque. I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> you got to try once, though. Oh, for sure. Probably make you will for a tutorial. Yeah, I mean, no. If if I'm if I'm eavesdropping on my friends, yeah, that would be fun. Like because I would just like take pot shots and like not hit you on purpose just to fuck with you. Yeah, that'd be fun. Can you imagine uh, whatever X-ray sniping your buddy's nuts off or whatever, right. whatever they call that? But also in VR because that's going to be a thing. Oh man, that does sound pretty cool, actually. Dude, if I blew your head off in VR and like it has dual sense like stuff on the headset, yeah. you're gonna like piss yourself. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's gonna be in the headset. I forgot about that. Also, Guilty Gear Strive season pass owners received a new fighter called Biken this week. Mm-hmm. She is a big breasted woman, very Japanese looking character. Oh, she that be- what the next sentence said. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. She she'll be available as a standalone purchase. Ow, ow fucking Jan- cramp! On January thirty first, as Travis dies. So at the time you're hearing this podcast, you can go get big breasted biking uh-huh. at Guilty Gear Drive. Oh god! Here we go. You better straighten up. Gran Turismo Seven will weigh in at a hefty ninety gigabytes on your PS five when it launches on March the fourth. What are you gonna have to delete to get your your GT seven on there? What am I gonna delete? That's a good question. Yeah. Surely yours. Surely you've got ninety gigs, right? You got like yeah, two I, games on there. Yeah, because I deleted Battle for the other day because I got mad, so I should have enough. Um, <laughs> I I, I, my bet is after the day one update, it'll be a hundred. Mm, fair, fair. Also, and uh, in similar news, Sifu will take up eight gigabytes on your PS5 when it launches on February the eighth. You know what's awesome is I might love both of those games, and they couldn't mm. be farther from on the spectrum from each other. Game wise and size wise, yeah. All I'm waiting for on Dying Light and Sifu are the reviews. Which Dying Light is February second on the embargo, and I don't know about Sifu. Hopefully next week as well. We'll find out if it's any good. VR game, The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners will get a sequel called Chapter Two: Retribution at some point in the future. No release date or platforms were announced, although it's probably safe to assume a release on PSVR two. PlayStation's second-party partner, Deviation Games, is staffing up at an exponential pace, having now opened a second location called Deviation Games Canada. As we discussed last week, the developer appears to be working on some sort of single-player and cooperative action RPG. I think this studio is a acquisition target for Sony or PlayStation mm-hmm. if things go well. Free-to-play Battle Royale Melee Brawler Rumbleverse has been indefinitely delayed from its February 15th release date after a recent beta test. If you happen to purchase the early access pack, you will be issued a refund. 
An open-world action game based on the popular anime The Seven Deadly Sins has been announced for consoles. For you nerds. PS5 owners can now enable auto-upload of their game captures to the PlayStation mobile app. All screenshots will upload in videos under three minutes, but they will only remain on the app for 14 days. Also, upcoming JRPG Monarch now has a playable demo available on PS4 and PS5, as does Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires. PlayStation First Party Studio London Studio continues to staff up for its in-development PS5 online game, which one job description refers to as, quote, a unique opportunity to be at the heart of crafting and bringing to life the next PlayStation icon slash icons, end quote. It's very interesting. Obviously, they're making a new IP. It sounds like it might be a big one if they think they're making a new icon. Hmm. Her HR just went rogue. <laughs> probably. Like, guys, we're <laughs> shooting for the middle. Like, <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, probably in reality. Uh, also, a company called Display Supply Chain Consultants has reported that PSVR 2 will feature 800 pixels per inch eye density per eye. God, that's a, that's a lot. It's a mouthful. A massive upgrade over the original headset, which features only around 193 pixels per inch density per eye. Yeah. I mean, that it should be a big upgrade, I would say. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Media Molecules Dreams will be used for the first time to create a professionally animated movie, as Deadline reports that Sony Pictures Classics has acquired the rights to A Winter's Journey, directed by the White King director Alex Helfricht. Okay. I guess that's cool. I'll give them props, but I don't understand. Also, website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Elite Dangerous, Fortnite, F1 2021, Final Fantasy XIV, Aliens Fireteam, Rust, Warzone, Overwatch, Tribes of Midgard, NHL 22, and Call of Duty Vanguard. You know what? I bet, I bet NHL would be dope in VR. Can you imagine? God, talk about vomiting. Do <laughs> you get fucking leveled by somebody up against the wall, up against the boards? Can you imagine them beating your fucking brains in? <laughs> <laughs> that too. Also, Rainbow Six Extraction debuted at number four on the UK's physical game sales top ten last week behind the usual mainstays like Mario Kart 8, FIFA 22, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ubisoft has announced it is making a firefighting VR game based on the 2019 Notre Dame Cathedral Fire. Wow, that's awesome. I finally can jerk off in VR to Catholic destruction. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Literally. Electronic Arts is offering PlayStation players a three-month EA Play subscription for just $4.99. The offer is only applicable to new subscribers. Bethesda announced the next expansion for the Elder Scrolls Online called High Isle. It will release on June 21st with pre-orders now available. Website Gamatsu reported that action-adventure game Aztec Forgotten Gods will launch on March 10th on PS4 and PS5. Side-scrolling adventure game Little Orpheus will come to Little Orpheus will come to PS4 and PS5 on March 1st. Interactive poem adventure game A Memoir Blue has been delayed from February 10th to March 24th. First-person psychological horror game Madison will come to PlayStation consoles sometime in 2022. La Mulana developer Nigoro announced a new game called Ahamkara. Ahamkara. Although no, no release date or platforms were revealed. 3D adventure game Tasomachi Behind the Twilight will release on PS4 on April 28th. 
dungeon agriculturalization roguelite clicker game. Yes, the sealed Ampule will come to PS4 on February 3rd. Roguelite action game Samurai Bringer will release on PS4 sometime this spring. Third-person shooter Magusphere Magical Cannon Girls. Sounds like a porn. <laughs> will launch at some point in 2022 on PS4. Yeah, and they launched something out of something. <laughs> Subway exploration horror game Subway Midnight will come to consoles sometime in 2022. I feel like you like this game. I don't know, man. I doubt it. It's a horror game. That you're in a subway. Platinum Games Shoot 'em Up sequel Soul Crest will launch on PS4 on February 22nd. A new Cal the Kangaroo title was announced for PS4 and PS5 and will release sometime this summer. Strategy RPG Crusader Kings 3 Console Edition will launch on PS4 and PS5 on March 29th and it will utilize the DualSense haptics and adaptive triggers on PS5. That's interesting for a strategy game. Publisher developer Microids will launch two new Agatha Christie games. I know you're excited about that. Uh-huh. Management game Two Point Campus will launch on PS4 and PS5 on May 17th. That's your game. Keeping an eye out on that. Relaxing exploration adventure game Submerged Hidden Depths will come to PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future. Publisher Saber Interactive announced that cooperative player versus player multiplayer game Evil Dead, the game, has been delayed out of February and will now release on May 13th on both PS4 and PS5. First-person shooter Power Slave Exhumed will launch on PS4 on February 10th. Can't imagine that game is any good. <laughs> Sounds so stupid. Then finally, Gamatsu reported that publisher-developer Yacht Club Games will host its third Yacht Club Games Presents livestream on February 1st, featuring a quote-unquote mega announcement. And that is all for the news this week, and I'll now turn it over to Travis for this week's new releases. On the 24th, we have Jack and Hat. Jack and Hat. Jacking Hat. We also have the Sheep P Project Warlock. On the 25th, we have Cannibal Cuisine. The Artful Escape Paper Dolls 2. On the 27th, we have Circuit Superstars, which apparently took six years to make. We have Wanderer, Gav Gav Odyssey, Elastiomania Remastered. And on the 28th, we have the biggest release of the week, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Zenith The Last City on VR, and Vagante. 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 One of those. All right, and that is all for the new game releases this week. One thing really of note is the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which I refuse to pay 50 bucks for. <laughs> Going to hold off on that one until it's part of PlayStation Infinite or Spartacus or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. With that, let's start to wrap the show up here, Travis, by discussing what we've been playing in the last week and anything we've got on our mind here. What, uh, what have you been up to? Play a little PvP on Insurgency again one night. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot better this time. I actually stayed alive and that was actually useful. We literally, we, we literally, on one of the maps, we killed the MVP within like five seconds or whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know that. who did it or how, but I guess the dude like spawned and took a step and somebody just blew his brains out. Yeah. But no, we did a lot better at the time. Our team was interesting. So the two teams we had, every time that a round would end, it would just be unintelligible <laughs> shit talking in between, <laughs> in between loadings. Yeah, I forgot it was about great. that. It was, it was great. I loved every second. But anyway game is awesome it's so much fun 
and then it's it's like so satisfying when you when you get a kill on that game too it's like hmm. time to kill i guess i don't oh, know it just, it just makes sense <laughs> yeah did that played and i played some fifa um i think i i'm pretty close to the end of the year i think i have like i think i'm in february god you're cooking <laughs> who did i tell you i beat in penalties the other day shrewsbury no i came back against shrewsbury one three two i think oh and then i went to penalties with lester oh that's right yeah, uh, yeah. and i won because they missed they just the dude just missed i didn't save any of them he just missed and i made all of mine beat them that was a miracle and then i played luton town and went into penalties with them and uh, I beat them. I beat them the same way. I didn't stop any of them. They just missed two, and then they stopped one of mine. So I beat them by one there. Again, it's so weird. Like I'll, sometimes, like I I played Tottenham, okay, in um, like one of the cup games, like the Cabero Cup, like in the semifinals or something like that. And I was up five nothing at halftime. And what then, the hell? Yeah, and then I play Luton Town the next game, and I go into penalty kicks in the yeah. Papa John's Cup. It's like I don't know what happens in between the games, but it's like I forget how to play or something. Yeah, that happens to me too. But I was getting so pissed off against Luton Town because it was like the ball, like if I did a through ball, it was like the grass was tall or something, and then I couldn't get around anybody. None of it made sense. But definitely, if you have a back five, I really struggle. Like I really struggle to get yeah. shots on goal to move the ball, but anyway, yeah, I um cruising through that. Um, I, I have a, I have, I have a couple. Of, I have like a midfielder who's a wonder kid, and my goalie's actually a wonder kid. But other than that, I don't really have a lot of like what I would consider high end talent. Like I'm in yeah. the seventies barely on on most of my starters, and I think after the season when I get to the championship league, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult with players the caliber I have right now. I might be stuck there for a season. Yeah. At least based off of, I mean, I know I beat Tottenham five nothing, but like that was, I feel like that was a fluke. Like I just got hot, and I, right. I figured out if you score early against any team, like if you score within the first fifteen minutes, like they almost, it's almost like the game just gets super easy. Hmm. But it's like the longer you go, the harder it gets. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a mind thing or what, but like when I score early, the game's done. Hmm. That's I'll it. have to pay attention to that. Anyway, yeah, it's a good time. Um, I, I'm still waiting to get the one player who's just like, I find him, scout him, sign him, and he's like a 70 overall out of the gate. And, you know, usually I've found one by now, but I haven't really gotten close. Yeah. I, I don't have, I don't have a great talent in my youth academy either. I had the one kid that it started me with who's really good. But other than that, it's about what you said. So, uh, well, is that all you've been playing or anything else? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, I played FIFA as well. I am still in my first season. I'm still in League 2. You're about to go up to the championship, so you're a couple leagues ahead of me. But I only have two games left in the regular season. I'm in the late uh, late April, and then I'll play. I'm going to be in a playoff spot, so I'm going to have to play playoffs to get promotion up to League 1, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, right after I right after the transfer window, I signed a striker that I wanted. He blew his knee out, so that's uh, <laughs> so that Classic. set me back a little bit. Yeah, that set me back a little bit. Uh, my backup's not as good as him, so doing the best I can. I'm in third place right now, so it is what it is. Then, uh, like you said, we played some insurgency this week, or uh, we've been playing the PvP, the versus, and it's it's a lot of fun. I was hesitant, and I was 
scared more than anything at first to play the the verses because I thought, you know, I was just going to get crushed, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really not that bad. And you know, like you said, it's fun. And we were in a good lobby the other night, and the one guy who in between games would just say, Gabe, you suck. Every, <laughs> Every time. Game. Just some random guy named Gabe, he would just yell at him. Fantastic game. It's always good. And then uh, also played more Rainbow Six Extraction, played with Jacob quite a bit. I've got some more 4K gameplay recorded that I'll trickle upload to YouTube in the coming uh, week to two weeks here. So I, I, I really enjoy the game. Um, you know, the, I guess if there's anything negative I'll say about it is that, and this is really by my own design, I've only played the New York maps so far because they have these what they call studies but they're like in-game challenges basically and you have to you don't have to you don't have to do any of them um but in order to like get you get xp and you know unlocks and whatever for doing the different studies and it's you get you only get three at a time and they're specific to the different locations and it'll be like kill three enemies in prone or something like that is one you know for instance and so I've been focusing on getting those done. I think there's like 10 tiers of three of those each. So I've just been kind of being a completionist in a way about that. So that's why I've only played the New York uh, maps or whatever. But so I've seen a lot of the same stuff over and over is my point, but Mm -hmm. I like it. I think that it's best played with people that, you know, playing with randoms, I don't think is a good way to experience it. So I guess that is another drawback, but I love the gunplay. I think it's a good-looking game. Um, I think it looks better than Siege. I think it plays better than Siege. It does. It is missing a couple of things like repelling um, that Siege has. Can't do that. So do wish it had that. But I can recommend it if you like co-op games and you have people to play with. I can recommend the game at this point. I think it's. I think it's good. I think it'll surprise you in a way. I don't know why. I don't know what I saw or what I watched, but I saw something about Breakpoint. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and wanted to play it. <laughs> so I re-downloaded it and I have played it a lot this week. That's why I haven't got my FIFA season done because I got distracted by Ghost Recon just <laughs> just stealthing around and murdering people in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And because I don't think I had experienced it with the it has a PS5 update sort of. Um, you can play it in 60. Sort of me. It, it's not a native like upgrade like it doesn't use the controller or anything it's still the ps4 version of the game but you can play it in you can play it in like 1080p or but with like upgraded graphical effects like uh, lighting and stuff and 60 frames per second so mm-hmm. it looks it looks i won't say good but it looks better you know th- those games are rough around the edges anyway but Man, there's just something fun about that game. I don't, I don't know. It's just I've got some clips that I'm gonna upload to tw- to to Twitter and stuff, and I don't know, just fun, just a fun little game to mess around with. So it's got me distracted big time. But uh, anyway, the last thing that I played that I've already mentioned, talked about was Destruction All Stars. So if you're curious about that again after this update that they do, that they just did, I can recommend checking that out too. I think that's I think it's drastically improved. Uh, I did enjoy that. So I'll check that out again this week, hopefully as well, to see if I feel the same way. Anyway, that's all I've got. That's all we've got for the show this week. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe so that you'll have an episode waiting for you every Monday on your podcast feed. Also, if you would uh, be so kind as to check us out on the YouTube, we have 
lot of gameplay there lately of what we're what we're playing, and uh, we'll continue to do that. We've been doing pretty good about that lately. Uh, also, don't forget to find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the like, and uh, engage with us. Talk with us about PlayStation. We would love to hear from you. I'm trying to think, anything else? Anything else? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. Also, on your podcast service, if you can rate us, review us, give us thumbs up, likes, stars, hearts, whatever, that would be very much appreciated. And finally, if you would share us with a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy the show, we would appreciate that quite a bit as well. So we'll get out of here now. You guys have a great week. Take care, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.